I want to talk to you in the next 20 minutes on this subject, what is more dangerous than a bear? Can we say that together? What is more dangerous? Can we say it one more time? What is more dangerous than a bear? What color socks do bears wear? They don't wear socks. They have bare feet. Uh, that is so bad. That's not funny. There's koala bears, panda bears, sloths, brown bears, black bears, grizzly bears, polar bears. I'm reminded of the joke about the big-time hunter who goes on a hunt. He takes his wife. He takes his mother-in-law. One evening, while they're deep in the woods, the missus awoke to find her mother gone. Rushing to her husband, she insisted on them both trying to find her mother. The hunter picked up his rifle and started to look for his mother-in-law. He goes up over a knoll and comes down the other side, and as he looks out over the clearing not far from the camp, he sees the chilling sight. The mother-in-law is backed up against a very thick, large bush, and there is this big bear standing facing his mother-in-law. The wife begins to cry. She's shrieking. She, she asks her husband, what, what are we going to do? Her husband responded, nothing. Nothing. The bear got himself into this mess? They say almost two-thirds of the bears in the world live in North America. A polar bear, this is very interesting, a polar bear can swim up to 100 miles without resting. I heard the joke, how do you keep a polar bear from charging? Only accept cash. Uh, that is so bad. That is so bad. Bears can run up to 40 miles per hour, fast enough to catch a running horse. To put that in perspective, I want God's Word to help you today. To put it in perspective, 40 miles an hour, the fastest human is believed to be Usain Bolt, who runs 27 miles per hour. So a bear is 40 miles per hour. Bears are bow-legged. This gives them a better grip and balance. They say that a bear's sense of smell is around 100 times greater than a human's. They say the claws on the front feet of bears are longer than the claws on the back feet, but some large bears have claws almost five inches long. I want you to notice that. Almost five inches long, bear's claws. Most bears have 42 teeth, which is about 10 more than people have or than most people have. Um, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm just trying to clarify. <laughs> a bear's canines, their, their, their teeth can reach about one and a half inches long. Speaking of teeth, what do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. Um, okay, that's enough of those. Oh, I won't tell no more. But here's what I want you to remember. I want you to remember 40 miles an hour, 
want you to remember the claws can be five inches. I want you to remember the teeth can be one and a half inches. Bears, according to studies, have been known to eat almost anything. They've caught them on video and footage that would show them eating snowmobile seats, engine oil, rubber boots, the list goes on. Bears live as long as 30 years in the wild. One captive brown bear lived to the age of 47. Bears hibernate. Maybe you've, maybe you've heard about bears hibernating. When they hibernate, their beats per minute of their heart will go all the way down to eight. In that deep sleep, that hibernation, maybe you've heard the saying before, don't, don't poke the bear. Just, just let, let them sleep. Don't poke, don't poke the bear. When you think of the speed of a bear, when you think of the aggression and the actions that can come from a bear, I want to direct your attention to a verse of Scripture in the 17th Proverb, verse 12, that says, it is better to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool who is busy doing foolish things. So we reference the verse in Galatians that said, oh foolish Galatians, oh foolish Galatians, why would you begin in the spirit and now all of a sudden you think you're going to figure this out in the flesh? The writer tells the church in Galatia that's foolish. You and I have to be careful of foolish people. Foolish things, foolish places. What is more dangerous than a bear? Proverbs 17, 12 and another translation says a bear robbed of her cubs is far less dangerous. Now I would submit to you, a bear is very dangerous. But the writer says a bear robbed of her cubs is far less dangerous than a stubborn fool. I want God's word to help you today. If you study bears, you'll find that once bears breed, they go their separate ways. Male bears do not help the mother bear raise the cubs. Just this week, Colorado Parks and Wildlife is asking Colorado residents to be especially alert for black bears after two attacks in the last week. One was a woman that had her back to the bear. The bear came up from behind and gashed and slashed her entire back. Another individual's in the hospital. The reports say that there have been 1,809 bear reports statewide, more than uh, 1,300 coming just since June 1st. One of the most dangerous things is not just the generalized bear of the 40 miles an hour and the five inch claws and the one and a half inch teeth. It's what they would call a mama bear. How many's ever heard that statement before, a mama bear? Maybe you've seen mama bear come out at a little league game or at a sporting event or a parent teacher meeting. You're like, wow, where did that come from? Mama bear. The writer tells us, do you want to know what's more dangerous than a bear? Foolishness. I would submit to you in 2020, it takes about two minutes on social media to see all kinds of foolishness. Foolishness by definition means a lack of good sense or judgment. A lack of good sense or judgment. If, if, if I was to ask you today, how many parents do we have in the room? How many parents? Grandparents, guardians, just keep your hand raised just so I can see. 
If I was to ask you today, that parent, that guardian, that aunt, that uncle, if you are if you are in the care of a child, you're a teacher, you're a babysitter, you're in the care of a child, and if I was to tell you, there is an angry mama bear whose cubs have been stolen, who when I read to you studies just this week, these are not dated studies, the slashing, the gashing, the, the admission into hospitals, this week, if I was to tell you that kind of a bear is in your backyard, If I was to tell you that that kind of a bear is in the lobby and I'm going to open the doors and I'm going to release that kind of a bear in this room, who wants to let their child play in the proximity of that angry bear? Would let their child go for a walk in the deep dark woods if there was a bear on the loose that is that aggravated and that angry? I know there's always extremists like me. I don't care, Pastor Micah. But for the most part, people would say, no, I I love my family. I love my kids. If I'm babysitting, if I'm watching, if I, I, I wouldn't let that happen. And the writer says, what is more dangerous? Let me ask you today, I know they're not, I know they're not bears, but what are the places that we are allowing our children to go? The games they play, the things they watch, not just children, what about you? Picking up the phone, accessibility to addictive behaviors. Sights to see that the writer is going to tell us there is something more dangerous than a bear. And it's foolishness. In our time together today, I just want to give you a few things that I believe are foolish. I started reading the other night right around 5 o'clock. Angel had had left to take Ellie and a couple of friends to Columbus, and I started reading about 5 o'clock on foolishness. I'm not a night owl by any means. Angel would tell you, usually if I stay up till 10 or 11, it's like, whoa, what's wrong with dad? Like, my kids are like, whoa. I read on foolishness till 2 in the morning, from 5 until 2. There's no way that I can do justice to the Bible's references to foolishness. I, I, there's no, we don't have enough time. It's in there a lot. I didn't realize how much it was in there. Some of the, some of the references to foolishness that we would relate to quickest are things like Jesus saying, you know, one guy built a house on a rock, another guy built his house on the sand. This guy was wise and this guy was, guy in the sand was foolish. When you talk about end times, you're going to read verses about there was five wise virgins and there was five foolish virgins. And when the bridegroom came, the people who were foolish, they didn't make it. It's a reference to eternity. I would hope that doesn't happen to you. It doesn't happen to me that when eternity comes, when we stand before God, you really weren't ready. It's not a good place to be in. But the Bible would reference those things as foolishness. It's foolish. I want, to take, I want to take those eight or nine hours and just give you a few things that jumped out to me out of all of those readings. 
want to give you a couple of things that I think we should be careful when we ask ourselves, what's more dangerous than a bear? 40 miles an hour, five-inch claws, one-and-a-half-inch teeth. Micah, what could be more dangerous than that? The Bible says in Psalm 14, 1, only fools, only fools. Everyone say fools. Only fools think, think. In other words, your thoughts matter. Your thoughts right now, whatever the thoughts going through your head, they matter. Because only fools think there is no God. The first thing that I would submit to you is foolish thoughts. Foolish thoughts. We could all have them. No wonder the Bible would say you have to take every thought into the obedience of Christ. Micah, what if I just take some of them? That's not what Scripture said. What if I take most of them? Nope, that's, that's still not where we should end up. We have to take every thought into obedience that exalts itself against Christ. People will give you foolish thoughts. There is no God. It happens in school systems. It can happen with education. It can happen in our, in our environment. There's constantly influences trying to tell you if there was a God. You, know, you could pick up a textbook and say, someone said there's not a God, but then, then it's everywhere. It's not, it's not just in the textbook. There are people all the time, if there was a God, why is this happening? If there was a God, why the virus? If there was a God, why 9-11? If, if there was a God, there's always somebody trying to plant a foolish thought. We have to be careful of them. The second thing I would draw your attention to is Job 2, verse 9 and 10. Job's wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. Job's going through a tough time. And his wife tells him, why don't you give up? Have you ever thought of giving up before? Have you ever wanted to give up? Have you ever wondered if you should give up? Job says what probably most husbands would be afraid to say and be like, I'll pass. He replied, you are talking like a foolish woman. Now, I'm not suggesting you use that exact verbiage on your wife today. I'm just saying what, what Job said you're talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? This is what I would call foolish faith. Foolish faith, where you want to pick and choose when you're going to believe there's a God. So if things are going good, okay, there's a God. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to serve. I'm going to go to church. I'm... But all of a sudden, when certain things happen where his ways and thoughts are higher than yours, or you don't understand everything that's happening, and all of a sudden now you're going to quit, Job said, that's foolish. That's foolish. And if we're not careful in 2020, we can have people that create foolish faith. That when everything lines up with your exact preferences, you're going to believe, but the moment things happen that you don't agree with or you don't align with, all of a sudden now you're going to quit. Everyone say foolish faith. You say, what's more dangerous than a bear? It's someone who convinces you to question and quit on God during tough times. They're more dangerous than a bear. You cannot connect your faith. You have a measure of faith. Whether you stir it up or not, that's up to you. Whether you walk by faith, that's up to you. But you have been given a measure of faith. And you cannot connect your faith to someone else's foolishness. The next thing I would draw your attention to is Proverbs one thirty-two. For simpletons, turn away from me to death. Fools, everyone say fools. Fools are destroyed. Why? Why are fools destroyed? 
by their own complacency. This is what I would call foolish familiarity. Foolish familiarity. In other words, you take for granted. The Bible would tell us in Romans and Timothy in his writings, Paul to Timothy would say that people became unthankful. You, you take for granted, you become apathetic, you're indifferent, you're insensitive, nonchalant, half-hearted, detached. Revelation would call it in Revelation 3.16, lukewarm. Lukewarm. That we became complacent. Complacent to church, complacent to spirituality, complacent in our loyalty and allegiance to God. This complacency is foolish familiarity. What's more dangerous than a bear? Complacency. Proverbs 15 and 5 says, Only a fool. I know it's a strong word. We don't even really use the word fool. People often say, you know, don't call any man a fool. But there's a lot of foolishness in the Bible. And, And I know it's a strong word. No one wants to raise their hand today and be like, you know, I'm a fool, or I've been foolish, or I'm listening to foolishness. No one really wants to do that because it's so, it's, it's such a powerful, strong word. But the Bible says only a fool despises a parent's discipline. I'm talking about a healthy parent, a godly parent, but only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learns from correction. You know, that's what Scripture would tell us that that the Bible that Scripture is given for, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The writer says only a fool despises that. Proverbs 12, 15 says the way of fools seems right to them. But the wise, listen to what? Advice. These verses reminded me the other night and again this morning of what what I would just term foolish independence. That person that says, I don't need a parent. I don't need a mentor. I don't need a coach. I don't need an advisor. I don't need a church. I don't need a pastor. I don't need accountability. I don't need conviction. I don't need the Bible. I don't need no book telling me what to do. It's foolish independence. You say, what's more dangerous than a bear? That mentality. What's more dangerous than 40 miles an hour and five-inch claws? That kind of a mindset. Me, myself, and I, I will do what I want, when I want, how I want. It's foolish independence. Proverbs 17, 24, wisdom is directly in front of an understanding person. But the eyes of a fool, a fool, a fool are where? We're looking around all over the world. This is foolish focus. Foolish focus. So you have something right in front of you. Let's start with 2020. You have 2020 right in front of you. You have scriptures like, this is the day the Lord has made. Now, I don't want him to make this day. I want him to make the other day where it's packed in here. No, this is the day, but I I don't like this day. I will rejoice. I don't want to rejoice. I want to rejoice, Micah. 
Have you watched the press? Have you seen the status? Have, have you heard about the update? Do, do you know the breaking news? I don't want to rejoice. We're back to Job's picking and choosing. Like, I will bless the Lord when everything's good. I will bless the Lord when everything lines up. I will bless. That's not what the Bible says. I want to help you today. You don't just bless the Lord when you're in agreement. I will bless the Lord at, at all times. But here's what happens if we're not careful. You could have something in front of you and you're like, oh, I just, I think I see 2021. Like, oh, there, yeah. You could be in a marriage, in a relationship. I'm, you know, I always feel like I have to qualify certain things. Like, Pastor Mikey, do you mean abuse and I'm not talking the extremes. I'm just talking the general principle. You could be in a marriage that has a tough day, a tough time, a struggle, you know, a disagreement. You're not always in whatever. And do you know how often it is to start doing this? Well, if I was married to her, like if I was, if I was married to him, and this mindset gets in every area of your life, maybe that other church, maybe if I went over there, well, what if I worked there in that job and... King James Version would say, the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth. The eyes of a fool. That, that this foolish focus is always looking for something else. You say, Micah, why, why is it so bad to have foolish focus? Because it robs you and I of knowing the benefits of staying rooted, planted, being disciplined, being committed. Because you're always looking for the next opportunity. You're always looking for the next option. Rooted and planted. The Bible says that if you're planted, if you're rooted in the house of God, you're going to flourish. But those of you that understand farming, if every single day, if every week, if every month that something goes wrong, you're going to go out there and dig up the seed and be like, I'm going to try a different field. I'm going to go five minutes down the road. You and I are never going to understand the benefit of the harvest and long term if we are constantly looking for what's next in our lives. The next one that I would draw your attention to 2 Timothy 2.23, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know. You know. If I was to ask for my phone right now, can I, can I have my, if, I, if they were to bring up my phone and I get on this, this wonderful, uplifting, encouraging site called Facebook, and I was to say, give me your thoughts on wearing masks. Give me your thoughts on politics. Give me your thoughts on distancing. Give me your thoughts on ventilators. Give me your thoughts. If, if I was just to make one post, I could fill up my entire day with division and disunity and debates because you know, Micah, you know, you know they produce what? Friendship? What do they produce? Faith? Joy? Oh, Micah, if you post that, it's going to be love. Everyone's going to love each other. 
No, you know what it produces, and it's sure not love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. You know, Micah, what they produce. Produces quarrels. Proverbs 23, it is to one's honor to what? To fight? To give someone a piece of your mind? What's it say? It's to someone's honor. Now, I know it can come across as weak. Oh, you're just a chicken. You're just afraid. You're... No, it's to one's honor to avoid strife. But every fool is quick. Let me say something. Let me post. Let me speak up. You'll start fighting not only your own battles, you'll start fighting other people's battles. This is what I would call foolish fights. Foolish fights. This is a true story. John Wesley was walking along the street one day. One of the greatest spiritual leaders that we would know, John Wesley's walking along the street one day and a guy straddles in the street and he tells John Wesley in this confrontation, he said, I never, I never get out of my way for a fool. The true story is that John Wesley stepped to the side Walked by, and as he walked by, he looked at the man and said, I always do. <laughs> Foolish fights. What are the things in your life right now that you are fighting that if God, if his word, if the Holy Spirit could tell you right now, the Holy Spirit would say some battles are not worth winning. You are fighting some things that are foolish. Proverbs 13 and 20, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools. What happens to them? They suffer harm. We're getting ready to pray, but this is what I would call foolish friendships. Can we say that together? Foolish friendships. They tell us, show me your friends and I will show you your future. What's more dangerous than a bear? Students in the room, teenagers. What's more dangerous than a bear? Foolish friendships. Parents, that you feel like you're always on their case. Where are you going? Who's going to be there? Dad, why are you always asking? You're the only parent. Because I know what's more dangerous than a bear. I talked to someone just this week was saying, Pastor Micah, please help. This person's been arrested and had to go before the judge on Thursday and all the things involved with the case. And they're asking me, will you please pray? Well, I didn't ask for the additional information, but they started telling me, you wouldn't believe it. This guy had straight A's. This guy was unbelievable athletic. This guy was, I'm not asking for information. I'm just quoting what was said. It stood out to me. They told me, they said, got around the wrong person. You know, they didn't give me three names, Bryce. They didn't give me four names. They didn't give me five names. They gave me one name. One, they named the name. Said when he started hanging out with, so you don't need a lot of leaven to ruin your life. It's a little leaven. It's the little foxes. You want to know what's more dangerous than a bear? Foolish friendships. That if you get in the wrong relationship, it can ruin you. 
Proverbs 26.11, as a dog returns to its vomit, so fools, 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 they do what? They repeat their folly. It's a repetition, it's habitual, it's a cycle, it's chronic, it's over and over, and maybe most dangerous is that you excuse it. Why do you keep looking at that site? Why do you keep thinking about that man or woman? Why do you keep going there? Why do you keep listening to that? Why do you keep that person as your friend on social media? Why? You start excusing it. I I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for my wife. I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for my mom or dad. I wouldn't do this unless, and then you start excusing it. Proverbs 14, 9 is arguably one of the most powerful scriptures when it comes to how you and I deal with sin in the entire Bible. Go to verse 9 says, fools mock at what? I want to help you today as we close. Fools mock at what? That's you, right, Parker? Is that you right down here, Parker? It's light up here and dark down there, but here's the thing. If Parker says today, I want to repent, I want to live right, I want to do right, here's what Parker has to be careful of, that there's people in the world, there's people around him that's going to make fun. They're going to mock, they're going to minimize. Like, this is so stupid, Parker. What are you going to do? Tell the higher power you're sorry? Is that what you're going to do, Parker? Until this figment of your imagination, this made-up man, fools mock. What are you getting? Money in a box, bucket as you leave, you can text to give. You know how silly that is to give a tenth of your income to God? So silly. Fools mock. When you and I begin to do the God thing, they make fun. You and I need someone to help us break the cycles in our life. These people will never do that. This is what, this is what I would call foolish feedback. That when you say, I want, I want the wholeness and the holiness of God in my life, they're going to make fun. Because these people are going to give you foolish, Parker, they will give you foolish feedback. You and I need people in our lives who won't condone sin. This does not say fools mock and making amends for a struggle. Fools mock and making amends for having a bad day. Fools mock and making amends. No, they, they make fun. They mock, they minimize dealing with sin in your life. We need someone who sees more in us and more for us. But if we get the wrong voices in our life, they'll give us foolish feedback. What's more dangerous than a bear? What's more dangerous than a bear? Men who are trying to be godly men, trying to lead your family Christ-like in this culture. What's more dangerous than a bear, mom? What's more dangerous than a bear, young leader? What's more dangerous than a bear? What's more, more dangerous than a bear single person who's saying, you know what, I'm trying to please God. I don't want to be a man pleaser. I want to please God. It's more dangerous than a bear. Surrounding yourself with people who support you staying in sin. People who excuse your repetitive folly. 
People who say it's okay to stay in the shape you're in. Maybe you've heard a coach or a parent or a guardian say something like this before. Stop acting so foolish. Stop acting so foolish. Maybe like, cut out the foolishness. I don't know who this is for. I don't, I don't know the man or woman that I would read foolish scriptures for hours and hours and hours the other night, but, but if it was you, if it was for you today, that God is saying, hey, I don't want you to be the foolish person on the sand. I want you, I want you to be right. I want you to be on the rock. If it was you, what if the Holy Spirit was trying to tell you right now, cut out the foolishness? Like for real, what if the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you that right now? Cut out the foolishness. Because foolishness will take you down a road that you will regret. When the bridegroom comes, if you are the five foolish virgins and you are not ready and you are not prepared and you got foolish feedback, that is a road that you will regret. Maybe the Holy Spirit in love and grace and mercy is telling us today, cut out the foolishness. It's not foolish to repent. It's not foolish to be baptized. It's not foolish to be filled with the Spirit. It's not foolish to be holy. It's not foolish to want to fulfill your purpose. It's not foolish to prioritize your family. It's not foolish to pray. It's not foolish to forgive. It's not foolish to tithe. It's not foolish to worship. It's not foolish to clap. Say, Michael, why do you clap? Because the Bible says clap your hands, all you people. Why do you raise your hands, Micah? Because the Bible said, I would that men everywhere lift up holy hands. Why do you say stuff like amen or I love you, Jesus, or thank you, God? Because the Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. It's not foolish. It's not foolish to do those things. It's not foolish to believe in creation. There's not a book on the planet. There's not enough education that could take away the experience I've had with God. That when they say, but you don't understand, Micah, the timeline. and I don't believe that it's foolish to be, believe that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. I don't believe it's foolish to believe in eternity. That on the other side of this life, you will either spend eternity with God or you'll spend eternity in outer darkness. I don't believe it's foolish to believe in that. Matter of fact, I believe it's foolish not to. I heard the true story about a family that was taking Frank. Frank was in his 40s, but they were taking Frank to a bunch of doctor's reports and hospitals, and he was having some health issues. And They took him to some clinics and a lot of meetings. The true story is that they finally, with several doctors, had a family meeting, and the doctor spoke up in the family meeting and told the family, and I'm quoting, we can't help Frank. The family was frustrated and asked the question, why can't you help Frank? What do you mean you can't help Frank? The doctor responded, because Frank doesn't want to help 
himself. We're not robots. It's one thing about God. He's, he's not, he's not going to come down and force you today to walk away from your foolishness. You have the power of choice. You have to decide. Is enough enough? Is enough enough? To recap, I gave you the condensed, condensed version, but it could also come across to you like it was overload. You know, I read for nine hours. I'm trying to give it to you in 30 or 40 minutes. You could feel like out of all the verses I could have shared with you, I, I gave you a handful. It's a lot. So I just want to recap them with you today. Maybe one or two of them jumped out to you. Can we say it together? Foolish thoughts. Foolish faith. Foolish familiarity. Foolish independence. Foolish focus. Foolish fights. Foolish friendships. And foolish feedback. The Bible does not tell us in Romans 1.17 that the just shall live by foolishness. You say, how, how am I going to make it through July? Not by feeding yourself foolishness. How am I going to make it through August and September and October and November? How am I going to make it through this year? Not by fueling yourself with foolishness, you're not. Some of you have done it the last few weeks and you've realized how rattled you were. You can hardly sleep at night. You scroll through social media and your blood pressure is at an all-time high. Can I just tell you today as your pastor, as a preacher, the just don't live by foolishness. I feel the Holy Spirit even as I say it today. The just shall live by faith. You say, what do I need today? You need for God to strengthen your faith. For God to encourage your faith. Would you close your eyes and give me the opportunity to pray with you today? I would love right now in this holy moment for you to just do some soul searching. just in his quiet presence right now. That you would ask yourself, am I like the church in Galatia? Did I start in the spirit, but somewhere I've got messed up in the flesh? God, help me to, to deal with my foolishness today. Maybe it's some of those other things, the foolish feedback or foolish independent or foolish friendships. I'm asking. I'm asking that you would do some soul searching right now. You would say, God, if there's anything in me that shouldn't be there, I'm asking you to take it away. Maybe there is some sin. We're all born in sin. Maybe you need to repent today. Not just repent for salvation's sake, but but like I talked about anger, you can actually be around church and sin creep back into your life. 
Maybe in his holy presence today, you just need to say, God, help me to cut out the foolishness. My thoughts, my emotions, my responses, my reactions. God, help me to cut out the foolishness. Some of you may want to put your hand on your heart or on your mind, but right now, will you just do an assessment of your own life? Just with eyes closed all over the room. What's more dangerous than a bear? If I was to talk to the man or woman two years from now, five years from now in your life, outside of the Lord's return, what is it that could take you out? What is it that could ruin you? I would submit to you what's more dangerous than a bear. It's foolishness. God, I feel conviction right now. It's foolishness. Come on, Storyside. Come on, man of God. Come on, woman of God. Come on, teenager. Cut out the foolishness. Cut out the foolishness. Maybe it's a good time for you right now to say, I repent. I repent. That means you would say, I'm sorry. Or I'm willing to turn my life over to you, God. I want to turn my life around. Maybe there's a child, a teenager in the room that right now you need to pray that prayer. I was a young boy. I was five years old. Maybe there's a child that needs to pray that prayer today. God, I want you to come into my heart. I want you to save me. Maybe there's a husband or a dad. You've allowed yourself to get wayward. You know, you, are, you know you're not in right standing with God right now. But today is your day to say, God, I want to cut out the foolishness. God, I pray over every man, every woman, from the youngest to the oldest, that they would be reminded today that foolishness will never feed their future. Foolishness will never feed their spirituality. The only thing that can do that is faith. And so I pray for StorySide today that you would encourage their faith, strengthen their faith, that you would stir up the gift of faith on the inside of them, that the just shall live by faith. How do we make it through 2020? By faith. How do I go day to day? By faith. How am I going to keep my mind? How am I going to keep my thoughts? How am I going to keep my spirit? By faith. And I pray for the faith of God to be stirred up in the spirit of StorySide today. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we stand all over the room? If you're thankful for God's presence today, would you put your hands together and just let Jesus know how much you love him?